Hey, everybody. It's Thursday. That means it's time for the Art Fight Podcast. Brian, here we are. I'm not even going to talk about what's been going on, but here we are. <laughs> because why? Because we win. Because we fight back, Brian. We don't give up. We fight back. It's the Art Fight Podcast. And uh, this week, we're happy to bring back uh, a special guest. I didn't even know we were going to hook up with Paul again, but uh, Paul's been on the show once before. I saw his new single was coming out tomorrow and uh, reached out on Instagram, and it just turned out to be the right guest at the right moment. So, Paul Horton, thank you for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. My the, uh, schedule was clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's it like? We were talking about that a minute ago when we were when we were in the green room, and and I mentioned you know what a weird year it is to be a, a musician who's used to touring a lot. Uh, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time talking about 2020 now that it's 2021. But yeah. you want to tell us a minute about like what's what's your life been like since we had you on the show last? Um, the last gig I did was like March 10th. Mm -hmm. of 2020 um it was in manchester england we flew back to new york and then two days later the nba canceled their season and then mm. they we had one show that we were going to do there uh and that got canceled and we flew back friday and then that was the 13th which after that <laughs> so since then um I was on tour with Brittany Howard and she did a in-studio thing in Nashville at Blackbird mm -hmm. in like June. And then we recorded some stuff for Save the Stages and various other things at the Ryman in like August, I think. And those are, those are the last two times that I've performed <laughs> with other human beings I was gonna besides say my family. <laughs> You're sounding like, and that is the last time I spoke to another human, August 2019. Yeah. Uh, but it sounds like it's kind of more or less the, the case, right? I mean, yeah. I've got so many, um, you know, we all do, right? So many friends that are um, people that live on the road, you know, or require things to be happening. And it's, it's been forcing a lot of uh, strange adaptations, you know, or in your case, kind of like, uh, I guess a good opportunity to make some new music and release some stuff and maybe like yeah. woodshed a little bit, but it's like, okay, how long? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it's a little, it's a little strange too, because since um, we've moved down here uh, in like August of uh, August of 2019, August, September, I think it was August, 2019, we moved to Florida and between that and the start of the pandemic, um, I've been connecting like maybe three times with local musicians here. So meaning going to see shows but between August and that March, like I'm, I think I went out like three times because uh, we I was on the road a lot. So I would pop into town and when I was in town for like two weeks or whatever, I try to go and connect with the local musicians because I was new to the area. Yeah. And so when the, well, when the pandemic happened, I really had made contact like visibly, you know, said hi to them, like maybe two people, <laughs> two or three people. So it's kind of weird because even if I, if I was in, I was in Nashville, at least, you know, um, there might be some outdoor, mm -hmm. you know, safe social distance performance I could do. Hey, listen, um, Paul, but, Paul let, me, let me just tell you something though. Uh, sorry to cut you off, Joe, but yeah. I just gotta say, 
the, the irony does not escape me that, um, you know, while on one hand, I've, certainly I'm sympathetic, right? Like you, yeah. you're, you're kind of put out to pasture in this weird way right now. And I, I hate that for you. But, you know, when you think about, I don't know, me, Paul, um, I was shut down and kept from playing in a perfectly good non-pandemic time. Right. The last, I think the last time I ever saw you in person, you came out to uh, Minerva. Right. And they shut me down. Joe, they shut, they just, <laughs> I, got, I got turned off. Yeah, I remember that. Because of yeah. the pandemic? No. No. That's what I'm saying. Like he's, he, like, at least he's getting shut down for <laughs> like huge global reasons. I, I'm getting That's shut true. down pre-pandemic for just eh, somebody's opinion. True. True. Oh, okay. Yeah. True. <laughs> That's so hilarious. That, yeah, I just wanted to throw that at myself yeah. real quick. At Minerva, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah. just they didn't I like what it, I was doing. I thought it was a good set too. Mm. But what wait, did they you, want? It did they want country? The <laughs> <laughs> no, they just wanted something other than what I was doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't like I mean, look, I've been kicked out of. I've, back in the early two thousands, we got banned from Mercy Lounge, banned from like we yeah. got. I, we got all the experimental groups that I was in. We we were not done until we were banned from places, right? Right. <laughs> and then, uh, and that was like a thing. It was kind of fun for us to just go kind of terrorize a place or whatever. You know, we've all done it in our own ways. But uh, but yes. Anyway, without getting into too much of that, uh, I'm used to getting shut down. But this was just based on artistic merit, which I can't yeah. accept. <laughs> <laughs> So sorry, sorry you're put out, Paul. But I mean, you know, could be worse. Could it's be you're not doing anything worthwhile. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be in demand and not able to to do it till the pandemic clears up it could, <laughs> could get right. worse. Right. <laughs> True. So, anyway, but in the meantime, you know, you are adapting, you are changing around. Tell us about the new project, and and I'm especially interested to hear how did you record all this? Did you do it just at, at your house, or what? Um. So. I had been working on a full-length album for YK Records. Mm -hmm. um, That's an indie and, label here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And when the pandemic happened, I was having a hard time um, completing it. And then right around June or July, I decided, you know what, I'm the whatever the album is gonna end up being, I can't finish it right now, so I started working on the EP. Uh, the EP had a few things, like maybe one or two tracks from like previous year, but um, the majority of it I started making in June of last year. Right on. And then Michael was, who runs YK, he was like, well, if, you know, if you're, hitting a bump in the road with the album why don't you just uh you know send me the ep and we can put that out and come back to the album at another time i was like okay that works for me because working on the ep helped a lot last year just mm. processing I, and working stuff out i think i think that's been a huge thing for a lot of artists in all me all mediums right now is is having uh, this whole thing is meant sort of shrinking down the scope of things to feel incrementally sort of manageable. It's not the time. Everything is so uncertain. You don't even know who you're really writing to or what you're feeling or I don't know. It's like, right. 
everything's so mushy, so it's, it feels better uh, to to make music in smaller batches. I think right now. Yeah, yeah, and it was also comforting to me because um, the album I was like, I was trying to experiment with some stuff, um, but with this EP, it was just like I wanted. Um, it wasn't so much experimentation; it was just more like um, stuff that uh, just not comfort. It wasn't like maybe it was. Maybe it was just like comfort sounds. Yeah, like just just um, s stuff that I could just like you know zone out to or mm -hmm. or or what have you. But it wasn't more on the experimental side, and I like that a lot. Yeah, I do a lot of just kind of I'll make a beat or something and just put it on. If it's something I can just have on to and it doesn't bother me and it's been kind of rolling for 10, 20 minutes, it's like, oh, maybe that's a thing. It's a different. Yeah. yeah it's not like I'm trying to excite myself with a lot of variation and a lot of craziness. It's more like uh, a kind of meditation, I guess. Or yeah, something. that's that's what it was. It, mm -hmm. That's what it was like really meditative. Um, and. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's the perfect word for it, for me personally. Can you tell us a little bit about like what are the nuts and bolts of like how you've recorded that project? I mean, what do you are you recording at home? What are you using mm -hmm. to record? You mentioned Ableton earlier. Is that the platform you're on? Like, what's going on? Yeah, it's um, it's mainly Ableton and uh, SP4 for and um, a the there's an app, an iPhone app called Koala. Mm -hmm. And those are the three things that I use right to make it. So I have um, Rhodes here. I have a Whirly. I have a drum set, and I have a guitar. And so I would. Some of the things include elements of that. Some of it is um, uh, samples that I've chopped up. Um, I've got my. I've got drums here, and I've started to work on like a drum library for myself but yeah i yeah. did i did use a little bit of um uh derek phillips's um beatbox mm -hmm. drum sound library mm -hmm. and um a, a great producer and electronic musician in nashville uh, known as brainway caleb uh brainway and he has oh. he sent me some some raw drums to sample and chop up Killer. And uh, I use that and a whole bunch of different stuff. Just sound, found sounds. I just like, um, you know, I tried to mess with sound design a little bit because I've never done that before. Not really. Mm -hmm. and, um, is that can, part of the album or is that part of the EP? It's uh, that's part of the album. But some of those, I, I use some of those techniques on this on the EP a little bit. Is, is some of that sound design stuff, some of the experimental stuff you were talking about on the album? It, that's on the album. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what's other, yeah. what's the other experimental stuff that you were doing on the album that you sort of like have put on the back burner while you're working on your EP? Um, well, like there's some stuff that I've been, I have a Digitech um, by Electron and like, I have like a Tim Kaiser instrument. Mm. Um, this thing shout out to tim kaiser yeah and just sampling this um running it through the digitech and then the sp and trying to just get weird sounds and 
popping open the roads and sampling that, running it through some pedals and running it through some plugins. Mm -hmm. And um, people don't realize too that like, so Joe, I don't know if you're familiar with the SP404, but it's like, so it's kind of a small sampler Roland that's, you know, I guess it's pretty old now, right? I mean, yeah. uh, but it's just got a sound that is unmistakable and a workflow that's real simplified and it's just a cool box. And then so it's cool that you're straddling, you know, obviously the past and the future, but I've got, you know, sitting right here, I've got a Octatrack and that's what I, I, do. Yeah. I went hard. Mm -hmm. uh, I just put out a double EP using the, all the stuff I was sort of making in here. And, uh, the electron universe can be a sort of a, a, a mind expansive thing and also a, uh, a bad trip, right? Like it's, it's depends on, you got to really yeah. know it's really similar to Ableton in the sense that like it can do whatever you want, man. So you better figure out like mm -hmm. some lane, some lanes that you want to stay in. And, yeah. uh, I'm wondering like, if were you able to sort of, uh, wrap yourself in any constraints for, for this project, which by the way has beautiful art. And I wanted to show this here, but. Oh, thanks. Um, oh, right on. That looks great. Who designed that? That is a combination of the the gentleman B-side graphics. I can't remember his first name. There are elements from the album cover. He designed the album cover, but I think Michael Eads, who runs YK, put <laughs> this single cover together. It's cool. Right on. It looks saying. really good. Uh, um, but you were saying, uh, as far as constraints... Um, we hadn't really gotten into it, but I just asked a question about sort of like lanes, you know, because when you're Oh, on the Digitech. Yeah. And by the way, I wanna add, I wanna add too that like I've I fully appreciate and love the idea of going back through archives of existing tracks, existing stuff that you have, because we all have it's it's insane. Like sometimes you find yourself sampling and you're like, I've got like a yeah. million things that I took all this care and recording. Like yeah. going back through stuff from like, you know, I go back to 2008 even recently and stuff. And I'm like, man, that's a really cool snare sound or whatever. So anyway, I guess with, with those ingredients uh, and sort of reusing things and then also like having these uh, tools, like how are you putting constraints around what you're doing? Or are you just not even really thinking about it that way? Um, well, I've, I guess the only thing I'll, I'll say about that is like some days I will decide that I'm, I'm not going to uh, sample anything that isn't um, like either not from a library that's a, a friend has given me or I haven't created. So there's some days where I go, I'm not going to sample a record or this, you know, weird 1970s Turkish disco album or whatever. And I'll just make sounds uh, here. Um, that's really the only thing I just, uh, I just try to mix it up whenever I start working on, on something. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm open like later on in the day, if I'm like, well, this isn't working, then I'll move on <laughs> to something else that will spark it. And I may end up sampling something, but um, whatever, I try to have the initial thing, like be different from, from day to day. And if it ends up somewhere else and that's fine, the Digitech, is interesting because like you said, um, Brian, I, I don't know if it lends itself to an easy workflow, but once you find that thing, um, then it can really spark some really nice stuff. 
Um, I've for the album, I have some things that um, I've messed with as far as like getting a tape loop type sound on the digit on the Digitech. Uh oh. Do we have a Paul, drop? you're frozen on your screen right now. If you can hear us, <clears throat> and no audio coming through. Don't. Yeah, we can't hear you, and you're frozen. So a lot of times that's just a uh, an internet stream thing. So hopefully it'll it'll crack here in a minute, and you'll come back on. Um, well, we were just talking about the the uh, the electron workflow, and I know that that's kind of nerding <laughs> out with some people, but I think that in any medium that you work in or whatever you do, there's always going to be some harder than it needs to be path that you can choose to take or not right you know with whatever you're making you know yeah yeah well it's it's the thing too it's you know people have to understand that you know the, i mean the back to the pandemic that you know we used to get in a room full of people to do this you know and you'd have you know two or three guys in there with you perhaps i mean there's different ways to do it but you might have two or three other people playing you know instruments and you know an engineer or two maybe and a producer and things like that you know depending on what you're doing but to be all by yourself doing all the roles, it's you, the workflow becomes really crucial because if you're not operating sort of with a really efficient setup and a really efficient way of going, okay, tick the boxes, one, two, three, four, five, da, 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 then that's all the difference between whether you get four tracks recorded this morning or just one one drum track that you hate you know yeah, what i mean it's like yeah you try to like you have to have a factory and a playground at the same time like, yeah and you've got to keep them both in your own <laughs> head when you're trying to make music like this all by yourself it's it's very difficult and it's actually i mean i understand why it's 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 attractive to sort of get away from the computers and get back into machines you know when it comes to to making music all right paul's back with us hey paul we were just talking about how the uh, um can you hear me man yeah, I can hear you. Good. We were just talking. Hey, about we were just how, talking about you, Paul. Yeah, we were just. It's strange. We, I don't know where. And here you are, <laughs> but uh, but we were just talking about how the how the the workflow thing, why it's so important. For we're just kind of saying, you know, for people who don't know, all this stuff is a bit. You know, they're not musicians. They're not recording records in their house. You know, uh, that you know the whole idea of the workflow. It's 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 the difficulty of being in a room by yourself and now you're the engineer, you're the producer, you're the musician, you're, you're, you're everything. And, and being able to set up an efficient way to do all those things together. Well, it's, it makes all the difference between being able to be, you know, efficient with the time that you have and, and actually getting a project done. Cause it's a huge amount of work to do for just one person. Right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yeah, if the guy that I bought this from, <laughs> the day I bought it in Nashville, he was like, "Yeah, man, I just could not, I just cannot connect with this box." Yeah, it's like <laughs> it looks neat, it does neat stuff, but I don't. And, oh man, um, <laughs> it's like trying to learn. It's like trying to learn German, which I tried to do, and even my I I don't believe in ancestral memory at all because. I had nothing to, I took two semesters and failed in my thirties. You know, I was trying yeah. hardcore to learn it. Electron, uh, albeit not German is definitely, um, it's one of those things where you're in or you're out, or yeah. if you have, the, or if you have the patience to just break through and right. not, you, you can't expect it's the first, I'll put it this way. You can put, I, I feel like I can, I'm sure you're the same, Paul, like you can open up anybody's uh, sampler or anything and you can probably figure out how to get, how to make it emit sound within mm -hmm. a reasonable amount of time, even if right. it's not elegant. 
this is the first thing I, this Octatrack is the first thing I've ever had in 20 plus years of making music where I I was like, okay, I, I'm going to do the no manual test, pull the thing out, set it down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. And I could not, it took me like a forever to figure out how to even just get sound to happen. You know what well, I mean? So it's a weird thing to get started on, but once you get it, then it's like, I don't know. It's kind of, I guess it's probably like doing DMT or something. Like once you're on the other side of it, like you're like, oh, that's like a whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> right. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> the elves live here, Brian. The elves live here. <laughs> Man. Oh, God. So you're funny. the trespasser, Brian. <laughs> well, man, I Paul, like you got to know that like you're one of my favorite artists that are around right now, much less in Nashville or pretending to be oh. in Nashville as you are or whatever. Man, I'm just, <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a huge fan of of uh, of what like what you've done and how you've gone about it, and you've you've brought this. Um, you you have a way of um, putting you know jazz with electronic experimentation and uh, hip hop tradition and whatever else, putting it all together in this way that's just the right, uh, it's a very acute balance I think that you strike, man, because it's it's not, um, you know, like, if, you know, in the nineties there was like jazz infused hip hop or what, you know, but it's like, that's it. You're, you're in like another dimension compared to the immediacies of that cliche maybe that we all kind of, came from in a lot of ways but now you're able to put it together in this way that i don't think uh many people can and it's kind of like we have a lot of you know fight fans as audience members and we compare martial arts to this and i really feel like you're you're a complete we would say like a complete mixed martial artist like you have you have the wrestling you've got the striking <laughs> you've got the you know the good coaching whatever it is you've had you know but like it's it's a particular resonance of your work that comes across because you do have authentically all of these disciplines oh man i appreciate that i appreciate that a lot um i i think around 2007 i decided specifically like that year that um all the different stuff that i enjoyed listening to and trying to um uh for some, for whatever reason i didn't end up playing that stuff live i was like i want to play some of these things live i want to try to uh um bring more of the other things that i love into the music that i make because for a long time i was just really focused on just like improvisational like music mm -hmm. just making improvisational music um but um yeah i tried to branch out and um that just opened up a lot of um, uh, pathways up here in my mind to to try some different stuff. I'm still learning, of course, like everybody, but um, I do feel like I finally, after, you know, 13 years, I have discovered uh, my voice as far as electronic music and sampling and all that stuff mm -hmm. goes. And now I just want to develop it. Like I found it and now I wanted to, it took me all that time to just find it. Mm -hmm. Now it's um, sharpening it. And um, um, so yeah, that's, uh, but I appreciate the kind of words, man. Um, I, one of the people that really, uh, and he's on this EP a little bit is Scott Martin, uh, drummer. When I moved, first moved, 
back to town, I guess, uh, or to the area in 2005, he was playing pr primarily under the name Pablo Dion's. Mm -hmm. And I remember that. I remember he he did a show. I saw him. T I saw him one time by accident at Grimey's, <laughs> and he was playing before someone at, at like an afternoon uh, Grimey show inside. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Who is? What is this guy? What is this guy doing? What is this?" And um, then I saw him at Betty's opening for like Jack Silverman or somebody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this guy's, because to me, Scott was like, he was doing that thing that you're talking about. Like he was mixing in everything in, in, a, in a very genuine and honest and organic way. Just like out stuff, hip hop, improvisational noise. Mm -hmm. It was all there. And it was just him, a drum set and an MPC 1000. Wow, and um, at least the two times I, I saw him, I, he, 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 I tried to catch him. Actually, I did catch him one other time at a house show. It was uh, it was when Dark Matter was over there in. Uh, it wasn't far from like where Little Hamilton used to be. That mm -hmm. that place. But it was off of Nolansville, I think. Kind of, kind of where Layman Drugstore is now. It was like in that neighborhood, and there was a house show that Dark Matter. I guess they were renting this house, and they were just doing. It was a falling apart, but they were just doing noise shows there and, and whatever. And he did a, a solo set there, and it wasn't with drums or anything. It was a whole different thing. I was like. Um, so he's one of the people locally that really kind of inspired me to experiment with different stuff. You mentioned like, uh, you know, making lots of improvisational music, but uh, how, how did that background, like, uh, how did, how does that still inform like your work, like composing and producing, you know, these different pieces for these projects that you're making? Um, sometimes it will, it, it'll end up being something like a track where um, I'll hit record and just play and I'll force myself not to do any any retakes. Mm. Um, I'll just like literally improvise every part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes it'll be like, I'll have like a, a piece and then I'll I'll improvise some lines on it on piano or I'll improvise a drum pattern. Oh, cool. Or, or what have you, something like that. I wish we could play stuff on this. So people could just hear it, but laws and things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the, so the, the, what's the name of the new single, Paul? Uh, Freedom love. Freedom Love. Oh, yeah. And you got that cover, Brian? Yeah, cool. That's a rad cover. Um, uh, and uh, and then that'll come out tomorrow, right? And, and now, mm -hmm. how does that come out like uh, when you're putting out a single? Are you guys just putting it out as a digital single? And then, like, maybe the EP will be on vinyl or something? How are you guys releasing all this? Right now, um, it's going to be a digital single, Bandcamp, mm -hmm. and then it'll end up on the streaming 
places. Right. And then we have another single coming out that um, uh, I don't, I, I can't remember when, but it'll come out in a, in a couple of weeks, I think. Mm -hmm. Are you, you going to make Are you going to make any videos for this stuff? It seems I'm, like wor I'm working. Yeah, I'm working on two. I'm working on one that's almost done for Freedom Love. Um, I was hoping I would have it done by tomorrow, but I don't think it will be. Um, how are you doing that? How am I doing it? Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna film. If if you saw the trailer for the single mm -hmm. that was on Instagram, mm -hmm. I mean, I just I just filmed that myself. So. Oh, right on. Uh, I just get a tripod and set it up somewhere for for that particular one. For the other one, uh, Dar Tucker is on this EP, and there's a track that she's going to be featured on as a single. And I have an idea. I have a concept, and I'm not going to be in the video, mm -hmm. but um, I'm just going to use one of my kids. And I have a concept. And I'm gonna try and film it over the next couple of weeks. We'll see. Are they? Are they? Are they union, Paul? Are they union? Well, we don't. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> it, it, pending, pending. Sag. I think they have sag cards. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you just when you already are paying to keep this human being alive, it exactly. feels like you know, like uh, you don't really have a job. So <laughs> you don't really have a job. <laughs> Got a job for you. You want to cut the grass or you want to work on a music video? There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um uh did you guys cut grass when you were kids? And did you oh, try yeah. to get out of did you try to get out of it when like on the hot days and stuff? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got I remember one time the grass got really long and I uh I'm I just mowed my name in the backyard and showed my mom and she wanted to murder me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so so yeah, put your kids to work for sure. I, I know that you've got like a, a lot of, um, you know, I think you've got a voice in that way too, right? Visually and, and a sense for all that too. So um, I look forward to seeing how that, how that all shakes out. So if, you know, if people don't realize we had about uh, 14 hours of technical difficulties before we started the <laughs> uh, show um, and look, I'm not naming names, right? I'm just saying. It happened. It's just, it just acknowledge it happened. The thing happened. So here's the thing. I feel like we're kind of like on the edge of like, uh, you know, you ever take, uh, it's kind of like you took bunk acid when you were 17. You didn't realize till four in the morning. Like Brian's had a lot of bad trips, y'all. No, <laughs> you don't have a bad trip on, on bunk acid. It's just somebody sold you uh, something that doesn't work and it takes oh, you a okay. long time to figure it out. So then by the time you actually get into anything, it's like, all right, I should have just gone to sleep. Yeah. Uh, so, so I kind of feel like I, you know, Joe. I know you're pushing along right now, and I, but here's the thing: is there a way, uh, Paul, that we can have you back on, and maybe uh, on the other side of maybe some of these uh, things coming out, uh, maybe the video and things, even if it's just for a pop in, right? Just, yeah. I, I feel like we didn't really you catch our, our groove fully today, but it does not mean that we will not uh, love. We would not love to try again. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just yeah. Let me know, thanks for reworking your setup like a hundred times and if it doesn't work out that's fine we'll, we'll figure it out you're and what is the what, really quick paul what is the yeah. upcoming schedule the first single is coming out tomorrow on friday the next single uh friday the 5th of february mm -hmm. there'll be another single out and then the ep will come out in um, march, uh, march the first week in march uh okay cool 
Yeah, I'm almost. So you got a big month coming up. You're gonna have like two two singles and and then that boom drop the EP. That's it. Killer. That's it. That's awesome. Uh, and so I've got the URL on the screen here for for folks, uh, but it's no dash stress dot me. Uh, and that'll jump you to kind of wherever you need to go to get to all the things. Uh, so that's, that's really good. And, you know, Oh, by the way, like uh, I, I know you addressed this on that actual webpage in terms of like no stress and, and this sort of a, uh, uh, you know, easygoing concept, but, uh, but I felt like I identified with it. We had, we used to have a thing called no sweat where when I lived in New York, we would ride bikes somewhere. We would ride what we called no sweat style, meaning that we didn't want to be drenched in sweat when we arrived at the party we were going to or whatever, you know, we would call it like a no sweat ride. And it's kind of like gliding through life at this threshold, but not exceeding a particular threshold. And I really appreciate the sentiment mm. of no stress. It kind of reminds me of that, but maybe you can tell people real quick uh, what no stress is about. Um, I mean, you, that's, that's really a, a, a very apt uh, description. It's, it is, um, it, it's about uh, peace. It, peace is a big part, like being at peace or, uh, trying to to um, um, just cut out as much stress uh, that the, the stress that you can avoid that is av avoidable. Trying to uh, trying to to cut that out. Yeah, that's that's basically <laughs> like, where it came from. Especially with people, right? Like, we're, that's mostly solved for us right now. But uh, but like as William Burroughs said. Um, if after being in someone's presence, you feel like you've lost a quart of plasma, mm. avoid that person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe apply that to all things in life, right? Yeah. The no, the no stress mentality I'm a big fan of. Joe is already like halfway there as you know, <laughs> right now. So that's pretty good. Uh, hey, but uh, so we should probably head on out of here, man. Uh, we'll do a little uh, send off and then we'll, we'll talk on the back end of this just for a quick second to say our goodbyes and we'll be done. But hey, thanks everybody. Make sure you... Uh, uh, share and subscribe or do whatever the young people say to do uh, smash buttons and uh, and uh, make sure you go to no-stress.me for those on the audio uh, that will be getting this in the next day so uh, Paul man really appreciate it Joe Nolan thanks for fighting through all the things um, thing. yeah thanks Paul appreciate you being on again brother we'll get you on again real soon man thank y'all so much for having me appreciate y'all you got it <laughs>